In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Sweet Holy Spirit, we're submitted to your dictates. We are yielded to you. Do exactly as you please. Tonight flow unhindered in this place. Let every obstacle to your flow be removed that you may fulfill the plans of the Father in our lives. We bless you, O oh God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go and celebrate God with a clap offering, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in God's wonderful presence. Amen. The 18th day of the pursuit of God. 18, day 18. Um, and so, well done for staying the course. Thank God for the grace to do so. Um, in the run-up, let's just hold on. Let's press in. And let's remember that the pursuit of God is not an event. Um, at the end of it, it would be a tragedy if any one of us went back to life as normal. May what you're in be normal for you. Amen. And, and then um, don't forget on Thursday we will be breaking bread. We'll be sh sharing that special meal as we have communion. We are grateful for having Dr. Onuza with us in this last stretch. Every night he's brought us revelation from the word of God. It's challenged us. And, and we've got some wonderful testimonies from his teachings already um, about prayers for the nation and what the, the revelation God has been giving people about our part, our role in praying for this nation. This is wonderful revelations and we thank God for it. So tonight let's make him welcome immediately after the video introduction runs. Let's show him and Auntie Miriam that we appreciate them, we're grateful to them for them giving themselves uh, to be used by God to help each one of us into God's plan and purpose for his life. Amen. Right after the video tribute, let's rise to our feet and appreciate Dr. Okeonuzo. Dr. Okeonuzo is a consultant nephrologist and the pioneer physician of the first private dialysis center in Nigeria. Since receiving an apostolic calling in teaching and prophetic ministries, he has seen the Holy Spirit expand his ministry to touch lives all over the world. Dr. Onuzo is a renowned conference and seminar speaker. He is also the associate pastor of the National Headquarters Church of the Foursquare Gospel Church in Nigeria. We are privileged to have him here with us today. Please rise and give a warm welcome to Dr. Oke Onuzo. Someone praise the Lord. We give God all the glory. Amen. Lift up your heart. Lift up your hearts. We lift them Oh 
spirit of the living God. Breathe your life afresh in us. Position us in the place you have ordained that we may be effective, we may be functional. The kingdom may be furthered through us to the glory of your holy name. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. And all God's people said okay, contending you may please be seated. Contending for a new united kingdom under God with overflow anointing. Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Jude chapter 1 verse 3. Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt I had to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to the saints. For certain men whose condemnation, thank you very much, choir. <laughs> For certain men whose condemnation was written about long ago, have secretly slipped in among you. They are godless men who changed the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. Contending for the faith takes diversity of gifts and provisions. And that's why it's important for every Christian to have an ambition at their own level to be sponsors of the truth of the kingdom of God so that money will not be used to hold truth hostage. Can you say amen to that? I always say that it is God's will that every believer prospers. Everyone. And that prosperity requires grace. Romans 5.17 For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. When we receive grace to prosper, the God of all heaven and earth orchestrates opportunities to increase us and grant us much grace to follow him through it all. Can you say amen to that? The pathway to prosperity is very clear in scriptures. Genesis 8.22 While the earth remains, seed time and what? Harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest are Principles that are universal in their nature. It's a principle of life that transcends religious beliefs and barriers. In other words, even if you're a pagan and you understand seed time and harvest, when you sow, you will what? You will reap. Yes, that's the way, that's the way God has ordained it. There is seed time, there is harvest. And so it's important for all of us to understand the principles governing sowing and reaping. It is very important. And we read those, those scriptures, but we need to understand them. 2 Corinthians 9 from 6. But this I say, who he, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance 
for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. While you are enriched in everything for all liberality, which causes thanksgiving through us to God, for the administration of this service not only supplies the needs of the saints, but also is abounding through many thanksgivings to God. While through the proof of this ministry they glorify God for the obedience of your confession to the gospel of Christ and for your liberal sharing with them and all men. And by their prayer for you who long for you because of the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his what? Indescribable gift. I don't think any scripture explores and explains the process of sowing and reaping better than this passage. First is the heart and manner of sowing and reaping. If you sow sparingly, you will reap uh, sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you will also reap bountifully. But how does one determine what is sparingly and what amount is bountifully at each opportunity? The controller is the Holy Spirit. He determines what we should sow and where. It is the Spirit that gives life to the seed. I always say to believers, always give what the Holy Spirit says to give. Why? So that your seed will have what? Life. Boil, boil a, 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 a corn or boil beans and then sow it. What will happen to it? It's dead. It won't grow. So any seed that does not have life will not bring a harvest. And that's why a lot of times people wonder, I'm giving, I'm giving, but I'm not getting the harvest. I said, are you sowing by the Spirit? Because only the Spirit gives life to the seed. Let it give as he has purposed in his heart actually means let it give as directed by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Every time I have opportunity to give, I always ask him because I want every single seed to bear fruit. Can you say amen to that? Next is the manner of the giving, grudgingly or cheerfully. What helps is the nature and quality of obedience. If we rejoice at every opportunity to give, it is because we understand that God has chosen that soil to maximize our giving. Oh, I have been, uh, I have been also in places. You want to give so much. You say, no, no, no. Don't give so much. Give that much. So there are people who are kind of suspicious. You know, don't ask him. Oh, suppose he says you should empty your bank account. What are you going to do? <laughs> You see, there is that kind of feeling that, hmm, you need to be very careful with this Holy Spirit. He might just, he might just make you empty your savings. You know? And then when you are emptying it, you are grumbling, and, uh, and then the whole life goes uh, out of the seed. But you see, when you are in a relationship of love, then you, there is no room for such thoughts at all. Because the God who is saying to give this amount this time, he knows how to, where the harvest is. I remember once I was traveling in America. The Spirit of God, he, uh, he whispered to me, I have your harvest. I don't have the seed. And a God of truth cannot give harvest without seed. So I called my wife. So, 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 so. You have to. Because the law is universal that before there must be harvest, there must be what? Seed. Yes, there must be seed. Okay? Notice in verse um, 8a that God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That's it. That grace to give cheerfully, to give joyfully, knowing that God guarantees the harvest. And that's what, why everybody lives by grace. And the more grace you have, the more successful your spiritual life. And the more grace you actually appropriate, because grace is available 
for anyone who desires to do the right thing and say, Lord, I need help. I want to do it. I need help. That grace is available. Always available. This is the grace that enables us to sow our seeds with joy so that it will bring us maximum return. Billy Graham told a story. He was on, in, in an evening service. And um, the ushers were passing the plate for the offering. He said he had um, a $100 bill in his um, pocket. But what he actually wanted to give was $20. And, you know, he couldn't bear the usher going back to say, did you know Billy Graham? He didn't give anything. So, so when, the, when the usher came along, he dropped his $100 bill. And he said the spirit whispered to him, you only get $20 reward. <laughs> it's $20 you wanted to give. But you know, in, 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 in our village in Nigeria, you whisper the usher, bring the change back. <laughs> Is the, the grace to, to, to drop it with joy, you know, instead of um, if, you now, if you now leave and you are like going to stop at Tesco to buy something, so, oh no, oh no, I don't know the type of foolishness I, I did, now I have to be looking for money to pay for this grocery. <laughs> and when you do that, you have taken the life out of the seed. Yes, taking the life out of the seed. Notice also that the grace ensures that we have all sufficiency in all things so that we are constantly having increased capacity to sow seed all the time. The capacity to sow seed. Now let us um, quickly go to the harvest. Verse 9 says, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor his Righteousness endures forever. This scripture derives from Psalm 112, verse 9. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn will be exalted with honor. The wicked will see it and be grieved. He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. In other words... When a man is sowing joyfully as the Spirit is directing him, so much blessing is coming to himself and to the people God is using him to bless. And when it comes to his harvest, there is nothing anybody, anywhere can do. You know, like David said, you set a table before me in the very presence of my enemies, okay? As he's being used by God to be an answer to the prayer needs of others, heaven is orchestrating opportunities for his replenishment. That's the way it works. That is an awesome harvest in itself. But there is more. There is more. The harvest is a sure promise. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your what? Righteousness. Okay, so, so sowing seed, blessing people, being used of God to support a vision, doing it the right way is what increases the fruit of your what? Righteousness before the Lord. In other words, the man that is sowing as the spirit is urging is revealing a life of consistent obedience. It is not that he obeys God on this side of his life, on the other side. But once it comes to giving, he freezes. He said, no, but that obedience to constantly give as the spirit directs is righteousness. Standing where God is standing, ungiving. Also, he is walking in love. Love of God 
to see the kingdom of God prosper. These are the fruits. It's also being used by God, like I always say to people, to provide answers to the prayer needs of uh, others. To the prayer needs of others. Okay? These are the fruits of his righteousness which bear a harvest in themselves. Because you see, all the money we give to people or give to the cause of the kingdom of God, it's all left here. But the obedience, that's the one that we will carry to heaven. Yes, that's the one we will carry to heaven. Now, the beneficiaries of your kind and loving giving, thank God for answered prayers. Isn't that awesome? You know, uh, 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 there's a need. And you hear about the need. And the spirit tells you how much to give. And now the need is met. And now people are rejoicing and blessing God that the need is met. But that is accruing to your account because of your obedience. You see, a lot of people don't understand how favor comes to, to a man's life. It's because they're obedient to God. They do as God commands them. You see, when you talk about uh, uh, giving, some people are always thinking about people who are giving plenty, you know, and every time you you hear about giving, you're looking around. Uh-oh. Brother John is uh, he's not in church. Oh. I don't know how this offering is going to go. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> you know. But here we are talking about how every single individual, no matter the, the state of your finances today, how you can totally transform your life. And from initially giving some small money to becoming a real sponsor of the kingdom. Honestly, it's amazing. It's amazing. The beneficiaries, yes, while you are enriched in everything for all liberality, it causes thanksgiving through us to God. Every time, like the Apostle Paul is saying, every time the, 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 the saints receive this, your support, they're saying thank you to who? God. That is also quite important. That when you give, it's not so that all of us will now be beholden to you. You know? They say yesterday that Brother John needed 10 pounds to, to go home. So uh, no need to go into prayer for that. Brother John, here is uh, 10 pounds. Then the next Sunday, you come to church, Brother Boy, John walks past you. You see now? <laughs> so anyway, you will soon need another. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you know. But you see, we give. The, I, I, I tell people, it's called a gift that keeps and maintains the dignity of the receiver. Always, always. And that's why a lot of those gifts are passed anonymously. So that they wouldn't know who uh, gave it. Yes. I was in church once and a gentleman said, uh, sent a check to the pastor. I said, Pastor, um, re read it, read it. Read it. Let the people... Uh, I've been in a church um, where... Uh, oh, no, it was a, a program I watched on television in a church where the, the, the pastor said, this is not the time for right hand not knowing what left hand is uh, doing. The right hand must know what the left hand is uh, doing. I said, because of money, you're putting the Bible on his head. <laughs> you know, Because there are many people who, who believe that if they don't do all these things, they won't get the money. I said, you don't need money that doesn't come out of the spirit. It won't bless you. It won't. They thank God for your obedience and heaven further enriches your life opportunities for increase, for more generosity and liberality. Then the next thing is that the beneficiaries glorify God on your behalf for the grace of obedience that is working in you. Isn't that awesome that people are being inspired by my life because I am giving with the right spirit 
supporting without expecting any uh, announcements, you know. And, and all of that, those are the intangible spiritual harvests that so transform your life that God will be looking upon you with favor, both for the things you have asked for and the many things you have not asked for. That's what I say to people. I said, Daddy, it's, it's wonderful that um, uh, God gave you what you asked for. But I'd rather be like Solomon. He gave me what I asked for. And then he gave me all the things I didn't ask for. But what does that do for the giver when the receivers, the beneficiaries, thank God? The answer is in the reward of obedience revealed through the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. In John chapter 13, verse 31, Jesus was ready to go to the cross. But look at how he described it. So when he had, Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Can you imagine if you just dropped an offering? And heaven echoes, now the Father is what? Glorified by my offering because of obedience. Because that's the one he takes. He doesn't take money. It's obedience that he can depend on you. Here is another thing he does. Verse 14 says, and by their prayer for you, who long for you, because of the exceeding grace of God in you, these beneficiaries become part of your prayer cover. I was um, speaking in a certain group, and I was telling them, some of you may have money, but you can't pray. So they will tell you to give uh, Brother Peter uh, 100 pounds. So every day, Brother Peter will be mentioning you to God. Yes. You know, so you cannot pray. They take, two, take 200 pounds and get a prayer. <laughs> if, they told, if they told you like that, you quickly bring out 200 pounds. But they will just say, give uh, 200 pounds. And then you say, no, that Brother Peter is always collecting money. No, no. And then you don't have any prayer warrior. And tomorrow, one devil is making two, 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 two in front of your house. And you don't even know you're sleeping away. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful that uh, you may not be aware that you are in any danger, but people around you are all aware and are praying. That's awesome. That's awesome. So it's, it's amazing what giving does. He said he raises people who are praying for you. The harvest is multiple and causes help to come to us when and where we need it most. Nobody can pray all the prayers they need in their lives. But through this kind of connection, God raises help for us here, there, and yonder. Because your life is touching many lives. Now, but is this prosperity... Universal for everyone, everybody. I believe so. I believe so. On the basis of scripture. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might become what? Rich. Yes. Everybody. If you set out and say to God, I desire to serve you in the area of finances, according to the grace available to me, they will put your program in place. That's the way it works. Third John 1, 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. The manner of the giving is also made clear to us. The manner of the giving. In 2 Corinthians 8, 12. 
For if there is first a willing mind, okay, note this very well, it is accepted according to what one has and not according to what he does not have. In other words, there is no reason why you sh a man should go and be stealing from his office and bring him to church. No. You sowed seed according to what? What you have. St just start where you are. If all the Spirit is urging you to give is one pound, then give one pound. Give one pound. And that obedience will drive everything upwards. So, so don't, don't, when, when people steal money, to, to, to bring to church. You see, they are trying to impress. You know, they're trying to impress. So, first of all, the whole thing is morally wrong. It's also carnal. It's also carnal. And you see, sometimes the impression is that if we didn't do that, where would God find money? That thing annoys me. Because I went to raise offering in our church. Okay. And then I said to the people, give as the Spirit uh, directs you. So we collected the pledges. Then the people that asked me to raise the offering, they came and met me. Doctor, we don't like what you did, though. I said, what's the matter? They said, you didn't push the offering. I, I said, I know they push you. <laughs> I know they push offering. If the Spirit cannot make you give, uh, then you better keep but to their greatest surprise, they got the money. They got the money. They got the money. So you see, when, when people go in the flesh, uh, then you see, everything is already, because the book says, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Okay? So we're encouraged to start giving where we are. Those who are giving huge amounts today started by giving small amounts. You know, I, 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 I my, actually, my life changed um, when I was working in Luth. We, we attend um, evening communion service. And during that service, we used to uh, do what we call poor offering. You may have heard me tell that story. Poor offering. Instead of calling it offering for the needy, they call it poor offering. It's time to give poor offering. I know when you hear that poor offering, you are checking your bag for the poor offering. <laughs> so I dropped one naira. Uh, are you laughing? Is that no money? <laughs> I dropped one naira in the offering plate. And the Spirit of God whispered to me, say, don't do that. See, every time you appear before me, there must be a minimum. And that minimum for you is five naira. You know, that's how the whole journey started. Well, I, I know there are antecedents when I was in the university. But the real journey started there. So I started doing that five naira. So the next year, he told me, say, you can't stay in the same place, you know. But something happened, you know, when I started doing the five naira. Um, normally, the, the nails in Lagos and my tire, they have a permanent relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, everywhere I pass, they will say, uh -huh. <laughs> and I will be paying this uh, 100 naira, they were charging that time to patch tires. But after I started this five naira, they divorced. <laughs> and, and, you know, God is amazing. I, I, I bought a car, and they, they, they told me that they won't give me my no-claim bonus because I broke to third party on the old car that they cannot uh, transfer it because I've broken it. I agreed. When I started this five naira, I went back there. They said they've restored it. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's how you begin to realize that, hey, this thing works so. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're waked. So, so you haven't started giving big money. You're just starting small, small. And through those revelations and, and, and uh, answers, you realize that they're seeing me. Oh. They're seeing me. And then 
by the time it went from five naira to 10 naira to 20 naira, he told me, he said, it's time to resign. This 20 naira every time is unsustainable with level 12. <laughs> you, know, you know, in Nigeria, you have a lot of level, but you don't have uh, money. And that's how, and that's how uh, we, we, we started. He said, register life support. I'm going to set up a hospital for you. That's how it all started. That's how it all started. Just from small, small something in an evening service. And this is something everybody can do. Yes. You may not be the one paying the bills now, but nobody knows what will happen tomorrow. Just by starting small like that, you can enter into a vision to actually become a custodian. Because when they see, heaven sees how you are responding with joy. When they see how you are rejoicing in every opportunity to give. When they see how selfless and sacrificial is your giving. Uh -uh, the doors of opportunity will open. It will open. There is no mystery to it. And nothing says that the man who is giving small, small money today won't be the man financing everything tomorrow. Permit me to share a testimony. I went to my village church uh, building. The church, the old church fell. So they want to build a new church. So I went there. I was already in my practice. And I gave them 2,500 naira in those days. My father was very annoyed that I didn't give uh, much money. You know, in the village, when you give money, everybody knows uh, eh, how much. They say, this doctor. <laughs> but you see, I cannot give more than the Spirit says to. No, I can't. A few years later, my father passed away. The bishop insisted that even though the church is not completed, he will bury my father inside the uncompleted church. So, after my, the funeral service of my dad inside the uncompleted church, of course, immediately we, we felt obligated to complete the church. And we did. Everybody brought money. And, and nobody knew who paid. Nobody knew who paid. So if you thought that doctor, very miserly, 2005, we are building church. But you don't know now what happened to in the end. And now that one, nobody in the village knew it. You see? So, so that's why everything spiritual is so important. So once God is satisfied that you have done it his way, ah, doors begin to open. Doors begin to open. Okay? So it's important uh, uh, um, for those who are having difficulty starting off. Let me tell you also a little bit of my story. You know, we came from the war. I got to the university, and um, we didn't really have money. So when I went to the fellowship and they said, pay tight, I'm like, these people don't know. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. You know, the money is not even enough for anything. Not to talk about removing a 10%. But, you know, I, I wrote plays. I did so many things looking for money. And I went to God and said, if you will bring new money, I will pay tight. But this old money is not enough. Let us not even uh, go there at all. It's not enough for anything. Cut a long story short, nothing happened though. <laughs> nothing happened. Because the Spirit of God told me, say, if you can't give from what you have, you cannot give from what you get. I said, Lord, trust me. <laughs> trust me. If I get this new money, I will definitely give. Of course, nothing happened. Because the, that's not the way the system uh, works. Yes, nothing happened. So the next term, my brother told me that things are worse. So my money even uh, went down. I became very desperate. And the people that will give me appointment, when I go there, they won't be there. 
In fact, one day I was so annoyed, I went to the man's house. They say he has gone to the beer parlor. I went to the beer parlor. They say he hasn't arrived. <laughs> I was so frustrated. <laughs> so I went home and paid this tithe. <laughs> you know, so after I paid the tithe now, I became like a bird let out of the cage. I started supporting the work of God. I really started supporting, buying, buying a daily guide, giving to students. You know, it was crazy. Because within two weeks, my money finished. Oh, yes. And then I knelt down. You know, some prayers you can begin with, oh, Lord God of heaven and earth. <laughs> this one, there is no room for, oh, Lord. <laughs> I just knelt down and said, Lord, <laughs> my money <laughs> is finished. If this thing is working, let it work now. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that day, when I got to lecture, the producer of Candy Theater, Leko, he was in UI looking for artists. He told me he has used one of my plays and I had six guineas to collect. That's how the whole door opened. So you see, when people tell you don't give, they, they, they don't like you. <laughs> Seriously, they don't like you. Because you see, they want you to remain in that uh, state of poverty. Yes. Well, heaven doesn't orchestrate your opportunities. In fact, the only reason why I didn't do continuity in uh, uh, um, Radio Nigeria, Ibado, was because they said, I can be calling Yoruba names upside down. And then the Yorubas will be offended, you know, because I, I mean, I, did, I couldn't speak any Yoruba. So you see, opportunities. And you know, Pasagu is sitting here, he doesn't know that the mother was part of my story. <laughs> the mother was director of programs in NBC Lagos. And the, between her and the controller of programs, they gave me so much opportunity in NBC. I was doing features, I was doing a continuity in national, I was doing continuity in, in a Voice of Nigeria. I, 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 they introduced me to so many uh, uh, um, artists so that I became a voice on their programs. Vacation job, every month, I earned 100 pounds. Vacation, most people were earning 14 pounds. So in two months, I did that, I earned 200 pounds. See, opportunities, favor. So anybody that is, is discouraging you from giving, they don't like you, seriously. They don't like you. Because, you see, you have one root that you don't, you don't have to depend on people. God himself will orchestrate things for you. And that's why, you see, it's a groundswell. You know, you know some people will have one person in their church that can give half a million pounds. Other people will have 1,000 people in their church that can give 200 pounds, you know, 500 pounds, you know. So you see, so that nobody will come to church and say, um, I want us to sing him 223. Say, no, we're already singing him 221. I said 223. <laughs> and if you don't sing 223, you know what we'll have. <laughs> uh, we cannot have such a thing, you know. So you see, anywhere you are and you find people doing things like that, you just kneel down and say, Lord, let this type of thing come to... Yes, I will start, I will be a different kind of financier. I will be giving money and nobody will know it. Nobody will know it. And, and that's why it's so important that every believer, because the Bible says, for your sake he became poor. So that you, through his poverty, might be made rich. And everybody has their, his or her own path. I told you how I started. In church, the Spirit said, don't do that. Don't do that again. And because of that, everything changed. So, a new united kingdom in the hands of the Lord will need resources. And when we say that, we mean that God is going to raise men and women who will be custodians of finances. Can you say amen to them? Yeah. And you can kneel down and say, Lord, I want to be one of them. 
I want to be one of them. I will walk with you in obedience. I will give with joy as you direct me. I believe you will position me. You will orchestrate opportunities for me to become a genuine custodian for the kingdom of God. It is, it is amazing that you can believe it tonight. And today will be a turning point in your life and your finances. I want us to, to, to rise and pray. I want us to rise and pray. Because everyone needs to embrace this. In Luke chapter 10, a gentleman came to Jesus and said, how can I enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus said to him, what you know already in the law, how are you uh, practicing it? So nobody should come to God and say, I want to be a financier. They are not even this, the smallest of gifts, the tithes are not paying. It doesn't make any sense. So if you say, I want to be a financier, then the basic things, you know, in my book, The, the Convert and the Counselor, which is available on Kindle as a handbook for new believers, I call the tithe the minimum gift. The minimum gift. Because when I was flourishing in, in the university, I kept raising my tithe, a percentage, because I, I was so much favored. So, bow your head and say something to God about your finances. And the place you want to be, the place you want to be in the expansion of the kingdom of God. Say to him, Lord Jesus, I will obey you in all my giving. I want you to make me a custodian of heaven's resources for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Kenneth Hagin said that a man wrote a check of $4 million in church and he wanted to know his story. He found out that during the depression in America, he mortgaged his farm and paid and bought out the church. So his farm was, was the one that borrowed the money that bought out the church. Now, 10, 15 years later, he could sit in church and write a check for $4 million. Oh, yes, because he took the maximum risk. God sees everything. So, so open your heart. It can be you. It can be you. It can be you. Don't listen to anybody, whatever they're saying. That's a way to gain wealth righteously. It's by God orchestrating opportunities for you. Holy Spirit, breathe your life into these desires. And let the people of God arise and become the vessels in your hand, O oh God, to finance the kingdom of our God. One and all. One and all. And they will rise to testify that when I began to do this, heaven opened over my finances. Jesus, take us by the hand let your Holy Spirit guide us through this. That each one will come out in due course with their own testimony. In Jesus' name we pray. Oh, yes, join me in this prayer. Oh Lord our God. We stand in your holy presence. To desire a new united kingdom. In the hand of our God. We stand on the authority of, that Jesus gave to us. And take captive every principality. Every power. Every ruler of darkness of this world. Every spiritual wickedness in high places. We bind them and confine them to the abyss. 
In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, open heavens over your people. Make each one a custodian. Make each one a custodian of the resources of the kingdom. Thank you, O Lord our God. A new united kingdom in the hand of the Lord. Come forth. Come forth now. Come forth in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O Lord our God. We give you praise and glory. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's appreciate the gift in Dr. Amazon.